No one would argue the point. Something is going wrong. Somehow the wheels are coming off. Somehow Satan is, has or is destroying our families. Our priorities are all out of balance. Our focus is on things of this world rather than the things of God. There's not a day goes by or a week goes by that we are not reminded of the fact that Jesus is alive, but at the same time, so is Satan. And he is fighting and fighting and fighting, even though he was defeated 2,000 years ago. He keeps coming back. He can't attack the Son of God, but he can attack those of us that are into the family by adoption as children of God. And so he is always at work, always trying to destroy that which is good. I want you to listen to a verse of Scripture from the 14th chapter of the Gospel of John, verse 27. Peace, and this is Jesus speaking, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Does anybody here need that verse today? I do. I need to be reminded on a daily basis, if not an hourly basis, that it's going to be okay, John. It's going to be okay. And I read over in Matthew 6, 34, Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. For the morrow will take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the what? The evil thereof. We don't need to worry about problems tomorrow. We've got enough to deal with today. Listen to Philippians 4, 7. I like this one. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Permit me to read that one more time. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Think about that. He's alive. He is here. He is where you are. You can touch him, and you'll never be the same. I want to talk about worry. I was thinking about children. You know, probably their biggest day of worry is the night before Christmas. And I think that's when they get stressed out more than any. As to, is it going to be under that tree or is it not going to be under that tree? I mean, that's got to be a rough night for a kid, you know. Later on, it's not that rough. But that being said, most of us adults or those that are not children any longer have a lot of stressful days. We have a lot of worryful days if we're not careful. We find ourselves in that category 
that the world is locked into of forgetting about today and forget about what you do today, but plan for the future. Live for the future. Look to the future. Forget the past. Look to the future. Forget the present. Look for the future. And as a result of that, we have such anxiety. We are not at peace. Did you know that disturbing the peace is against the law? Think about it. You can be arrested for disturbing the peace. I wish that somebody would arrest the one that's disturbing the peace that some of us have in our life. I think I know his name. I think his name is Satan. And if we really were to get after the Lord and try to negotiate, he would tell us, look, I took care of him 2,000 years ago. Don't blame it on Satan, but you've become so carnal in the way you live that you are always living in the past or in the future, and you never live in the present. You never take that time. You're always in your anxiety can be caused and worry for reaching for more. Just a little more. I'm almost there, but just a little more. Just another swallow. Just another affair. Just another dollar. Just another experience. If I could just live that way, I would be okay tomorrow. Maybe it's revolving around ourselves that's causing us so many anxious moments and so much worry. We find ourselves wanting to be a team of one, my opinion, my way. I want it for me. Let me just give you some illustrations. How many of you really bothers you? I mean, it really does now. Don't... Uh, I, I, this illustration hit me when I was sitting at a stoplight this week and a car hit me from behind. I didn't get out. I didn't take their license plate number. I didn't have a holy fit. You know, I thought as long as it'll go forward, when I put it in gear, I'm okay. <laughs> Let them wonder what happened. But you know, we want to be the first in line. Don't ever let anybody get on the freeway in front of you. It'll ruin your whole day. I mean, don't let them think for a moment they're going to get that parking place. There's two cars. One is yours, one's theirs, and there's one parking place. And if they get it, my day's ruined. I was looking forward to going shopping today, but not any longer. I think I'll just go home and pout for the rest of the day. I mean, from your sound here, maybe I found some guilty ones. If there's not any that way, look this way. Because it's so much about us, you know. I'm tired of talking about myself. Now, what do you think about me? That's the kind of conversations we find ourselves in. And so we live in that real revolving around self mentality. And at the same time, another thing is, while we're doing all of this, we're resisting the Lord. We don't have time to pick up that Bible that's in most every home that is in this room. And every one of you that are watching don't have time to read it. I'm too busy. I don't have time to pray. My schedule is tight. I, I don't have time to live in the right now and experience this peace that passes all understanding because I'm so anxious, I'm running late, and I've got to get there. And if I'm late, 
I'll miss the first 10 minutes of the ball game. And you know what? When you do get there, you can find out about the first 10 minutes in about 30 seconds from the person that you're sitting by. They can bring you up to date. And you don't have to go to your psychiatrist the next day. <laughs> you survive that one. But we resist the Lord. And then we want to rush the Lord. The Bible says, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. You know, if you don't feel the Lord is with you, you need to wait till he shows up. You don't want to move forward when you don't know what's God up to. What is he trying to do in my life? I don't know about you, but I'm, you know, it's good for me to confess my sins, and maybe you'll just think about yours. Uh, I'm not a long-range planner. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with long-range planners. I mean, I'm glad some of you know what you're going to do this summer and when your vacation is going to be and where you're going to go and what your room number is going to do at the motel and which credit card you've decided you're going to try to put a little bit more on. I don't do that kind of thing. I just live one day at a time. You know, I'm just glad to be anywhere. I, I, I found out I can't be anywhere else, so why worry about it? You know, if you miss your plane, it's okay. It wasn't the only plane on the planet. And there may be one at a, at a cheaper rate going somewhere where you ought to be going instead of going where you were headed. But we get so caught up in this that we, we forget today. You know what? The only time we're guaranteed yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a hopeful, but this is the day the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. We are not going to let Satan ruin this day. Don't let five degrees on a thermometer ruin your day. Well, but I'm sweating in my clothes. Well, maybe it's time to wash them. You know, maybe it's time to send them out or something. But just, just get out of that kind of stuff and say, well, I just, it just bothers me to no end. We all know that. Have you met anybody today? And they said, how did we go? How terrible. How quick did it take you to just say, I need to go to the restroom? I need to get a drink of water before the service starts or whatever else. But you know what? You look at Jesus. He would make those comments. He'd say, nevertheless, thy will be done. Nevertheless, thy will be done. I don't care what the doctor says. You're the great physician. I don't care what the stock market does. You're going to supply all of my need. I don't care what the company does, whether they fire me or promote me or demote me. All I know is your grace is sufficient and you're going to supply my need and I'm going to follow you wherever you go, but I'm not going to worry. Oh, if you read books about medicine, you'll realize that medical science has proved that anxiety and worry and fear is one of the major killers and brings disease, if not physical, emotional, and mental disease to your life. And God said, my kids don't have to do that. My kids can know that everywhere they go and everything they do, that I'm going to be with them. And when it gets too hard for them, I'm going to pick them up and I'm going to carry them. That can mean so much in your life. When you are willing to admit that I am not going to miss today living for 
the future. I'm 61 years old, you might say. I can't wait in four more years, I'm going to retire. Maybe not. Maybe in four more years, people will have been visiting your grave for three. And for you to always say, I just can't wait till, I can't wait till. Like a little child, I can't wait until in the morning and for the first day of the whole year, I'm going to get up for daylight. You're not that anymore. You have matured in the faith. You're not a child. You're growing. You're growing in your faith. And you know that every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. So let's see how sweet this one is. And then we'll know where we're going tomorrow. Listen to Matthew 6, 34. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. There's enough bad going on today so you don't need to worry about what bad might happen next week. Harvey's enough to think about. Quit looking at the one coming. It may not get here. Don't you hope so? But if it does, we'll be, we'll be better prepared to handle it than we were the first one. You know, all things work together for good. Matthew 6, 11, Lord's Prayer. How about this one? You ever heard this one? Give us this what? Day. Look at that. What? Our daily bread. Keep us alive. Let us live through the day. Let us get through the day. Underline all the places in the Bible it says, and it shall come to pass, and it shall come to pass, and it shall come to pass, and it shall come to pass. That's just all through the Bible. Are you experiencing anything today that you hope will come to pass? I am. Are you experiencing something today? It's really got you down, really. I mean, mean, it's not even 11 o'clock in Houston, and you're already ruined for the day. You are so tight. But this is no different than yesterday. Nor will it be any different from tomorrow unless you understand what we're trying to teach today. Jesus said, take no thought for tomorrow. Forget those things which lie in the past. This is the day that I've made. Now you start walking with me, and you know what you'll find out? It's easy to walk with the Lord if he knows you're going to do what he asks you to do. He doesn't beat around the bush. He doesn't try to say it in holy language. He doesn't have to use King James English. You know what he might say? Follow me. Do what? Follow me. That's what he's telling you to do. Follow me. Does that mean there won't be some battles? Of course not. Does that mean everybody's going to love you? No, somebody may crucify you. But you know what? If you and I follow him, no weapon that's formed against us will prosper. Because this is the inheritance of the children of God that walk in his will and his way. He's that clear to us. And it's that simple. Luke 9, 23. If any man's going to follow Jesus, what did he tell him to do? Let him deny himself. His agenda. His plan. Let him deny himself. Take up his cross. And follow Jesus. I learned a long time ago that life needs to be taken care of in bite-sized pieces. (laughs) You can bite off more than you can chew. Are you old enough to know that? Some of us about choked to death a few times doing that. But if we live moment by moment, hour by hour, week by week, year by year, 
God has a way of taking care of us every step of the way. I'm talking to people today. You know what you're worried about? You're worried about money. You're worried about finances. That's your big deal. That doesn't bother you whenever you want to go amuse yourself. That's no problem then. You'll just put it on the card, put it on the card, put it on the card, because i got to be entertained. i got to have fun. i got to do this. i got to do that. And what happens is you don't handle today your finances. You're not going to have any to handle 10, 15, or 20 years from now. Well, after I do this, when I do this, when we quit this, when I get this paid off, when I do that, listen, that's not God's way. God says, you follow me, I will teach you how to handle the finances in your family. I will teach you what you can need and what you don't need. I will show you that nobody cares what you're wanting to impress them with. And if you will just follow me and let me lead you, I will supply all of your needs according to my riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Very simple scriptures. The simplest scriptures are the most profound scriptures of all the Bible. He does not make you get out your Lexington or your study of the Greek or your study of the Hebrew to, to explain to you, I love you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I will provide for you. Just stop worrying. Stop worrying. If you have a five-year-old and they have to come in and ask you every day for 30 days before you pay the house payment, Daddy, am I going to get thrown out of the house in 30 days? In 29 days? 28 days? What would you probably say to that little child? Sweetheart, you enjoy the day. Daddy will take care of it. Let me tell you something. Our Heavenly Father is saying right now to a whole lot of us, why don't you enjoy today? Why don't you make me Lord of your life today? Why don't you trust me to do what I promised to do for you? But why don't you do what I've told you to do for me if you're going to be an obedient child? And you know what? It just seems to fall into place, and there's nothing rocket scientist about it. It's just simply doing what God says. Let me tell you what the psalmist said. Now, those of you that have been around the Bible a lot know that David, we could tell a thousand stories on that guy. Some of them good, some of them not very good. But listen to what the psalmist said when he wrote the 37th Psalm. Verse 1, fret not yourself because of evildoers, neither be you envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herb. But listen to what he said, trust in the Lord, do good. So shall you dwell in the land, and verily you shall be fed. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light. And your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord. And wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself because of him who prospers in his way. Because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. And listen to the closing phrase. Fret not yourself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers will be cut off. But those that wait on the Lord shall inherit the earth.
Isn't that simple? Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard? You know, when you're entering a school zone and someone walks out, their life in their hand stands in front of you and holds up a stop sign, what do you do? You stop. You stop. Why? Because there's tragedy. If you don't stop, there's going to be a bad situation. So you stop. Do you lose your whole day over that? Or do you forget about it in about the next five minutes? You see, we have to forget those things which lie behind and press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Jesus every day we live. We have to do that. Because worry is the arch enemy of personal peace. And when we reach out to try to take care of tomorrow, we can mess up today. If you're always thinking ahead and forgetting about the present, there's little hope. But when you are willing to be in the minority and let go of the world and let God have his wonderful way in your life, he will direct your path. When you reach out for tomorrow and think only about tomorrow, you're inviting trouble to come in today. While you're looking over there, because there is a, a wasp and you just are allergic to wasp, and it's right over there, right there in the same room with you, and you know, if that wasp stings me, I'm allergic to those things, and it just, you just you want to jump up and down and you land on a scorpion. trying to dodge the wasp, you step on something a whole lot worse. See, that's the way a lot of people live, and they say they're Christians. That's the way all of you live that aren't Christians. You're always looking to tomorrow. You're always glancing back for a little bit, maybe bragging on the past. I used to do this. I was this, so what, so forth. But now, I'm not living in the present time. You know what Jesus can do for us? He can give us instant correction. Instant correction. Not take this pill for 90 days, three times a day, and you worry about missing a pill. Did I take my pill or did I not take my pill? Oh, goodness, I don't know what I'm going to do. You're going to get worse. That's what it is. Move on. When's the next one due? You know, you got a head start on the next one. No, I want to worry. In fact, I'm going to call three of my friends and tell them, I missed my pill at 9 o'clock. Would you please call me back before 12? <laughs> so they get miserable too, that they might forget. Because, again, worry is the arch enemy of personal peace. We squander our peace with the mites and the what ifs. It might happen. And the what if... And always worrying and always worrying. You know what Webster defines worry as? Here's, here's his definition. To torment oneself with disturbing thoughts. You ever do that? <laughs> Did you ever torment yourself with disturbing thoughts? With the what ifs? Of course. It wasn't a good day, was it? But when we come to that day when we let go and let God, 
He has a way of showing up that's incredible. And he allows us to see him like we've never seen him before. Here's what Mark said in the fourth chapter, verse 19. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke out the word and it becomes unfruitful. Isn't that simple? You know why God's word, you can't understand it? Because it's being choked out by what the way you've decided that you're going to live your life. And instead of looking carefully as to the clear instructions, and they're written in, they're written in letters big enough, the older you get, the more important that is. I've got magnifying glasses all over my house. I used to not have to have that, but I do. But you know what? There's something a whole lot worse than that. What's so worse? What could be worse than that, the way we live our lives? We're always out there in the never-never land wondering when to do this and when to do that and how we're going to handle this, how I'm going to do that, and what if I lost this and what if I do that? Why don't you just be still and know that he's God? Why don't you just take three deep breaths and say, thank you, Lord, I'm still breathing. I'd rather be a broken alive than be dead and a millionaire. I'd rather have my family. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. But you know what? When you try to unroll life faster than intended, it creates log jams. And all you fishermen, I'm going to use a word, and only the fishermen may know it. It's called backlash. Every fisherman, for those of you that don't fish, can tell you what that is. That's when you want to throw a bait way out there, and you rear back, and you let her go. Only problem is that you don't know what you're doing. And the bait goes about 10 feet, and it stops, and the reel rolls off all the line. They would have carried it way back there, and you spend the rest of the day trying to get it. You got a magnifying glass? Charlie, can you fix this? What'd you do? I got a backlash. Why? Because you were trying to get it way over there instead of, hey, live right up here for a while. Don't worry about what's going on with a neighbor. Talk about to the Lord what's going on in your life. That's what we're talking about this morning. You ever get in a hurry? That's a backlash. A hurry will get you in a backlash. You ever argue with Siri? And about five minutes later, you have no earthly idea where you are, and you've already forgot where you're going. It disturbed you so much. But when you carefully map out, before talking to somebody else, say, before I back out of the garage, I'm going to know where I'm going. And I'm going to know the direction. And I know the approximate time of arrival. Now, if I need her, I'll call her. And I told you the last time, for a long time that I used her, I asked her how to go to Texas City, and she sent me to Switzerland. <laughs> so we've sort of broken up. <laughs> Let me close. You know what worry can cause spiritual paralysis? We want to clean up our garage, clean out the desk. You know what you better learn about clean up? You better know where you're going to start. If you're not careful and if you're really tired, 
you'll be picking it up over here on this side of the garage and taking it over here on this side of the garage and you'll be taking it out of this room and taking it over to that room and when the day is over and you are wore out, you can't find nothing. <laughs> Not even what you wanted to keep. Why? Because you're always going to save it because I might need this, I might need that. Have you ever tried to clean something up with somebody like that? Run you up the wall. <laughs> Just say, take a break, go down to Chick-fil-A, you know. <laughs> but if you don't know where to start, you don't know where to stop. If you don't know where you're going, you don't know whether you get there or not. Ecclesiastes 11.4 says, whoever watches the wind will not plant and whoever looks at the clouds will not reap you don't reap looking at the clouds you don't look at the winds to handle the right now and worry fits into the formula anywhere you want to plug it in now for the non-believer real quickly you know what you need today is salvation you don't have anybody to look to God's not going to tell a non-believer how to live their life. He has simply put it in the Bible, until you become my child, I will not try to direct your life. Except you repent, you're going to perish. Unless you come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, unless you come to me, you will end up being a castaway. But if you will be still and know that I am God, if you will take the moment and say, I am going to be exactly what God wants me to be. And I'm going to live it one day at a time. And every non-believer, listen to me. Whether you're in Houston or anywhere else. Any non-believer is invited to receive the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. And listen... That's not a one-way ticket to heaven. Salvation is not a ticket to heaven. Salvation is when you say, I give up, I quit, I spend all the money I've got, all the energy I've got, I'm going to let go and I'm going to die to myself and I'm going to invite God to come into my life and I'm going to let wherever he leads be where I go and I'm going to follow. And that's it. It can save you a lot of legal fees, doctor bills, and a whole lot of foolish spending and get you out of the lottery line and get you off the gambling table and get you into that point where you say, my God shall supply my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We've seen this week, you can go to the places to have fun and be involved in the greatest tragedy that a nation has ever seen. All of us need to stop and take a look. Are we following Jesus? Are we following the crowd? If you're following the crowd, I will guarantee you worry is a big problem in your life. Because if this is the Word of God, you're in a serious trouble. If it's not the Word of God, you're still in trouble. Because the devil is pounding you into mulch. And you don't get it yet. I beg you in the name of Jesus to let go and let God have his wonderful, wonderful way. Worry can create panic. I thank God that I had a mom and dad that didn't ground me 
Lord help us, grounding. What in the world was that? My, my earthly father could take care of problems quickly. <laughs> quickly. He never spent a dime on counseling for me. He never worried about the child protective services. You know what he worried about? He worried about whether his son would grow up to respect authority. And the greatest authority is up here, God. It's easier to love God and respect God because, you know, I learned my parents loved me more than anybody. They wanted more for my life than anybody on the planet. But I know one that loves me more than my parents did or anyone else, and that's my Heavenly Father. Through Jesus Christ, His Son, who's given me the gift of the filling of the Holy Spirit, not to speak in a foreign language or in, to another tongue, but to have a peace that passes all understanding, and to know that he that's in me is greater than he that is in the world. Listen, when you hear somebody say, I'm worrying so much it's making me sick, you just be assured it's upset God long before it made you sick. But if worry is making you sick, there's a better solution than a pill box or a treatment. Let go and let God have his way in your life. He wants to come in. And he says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ecclesiastes 11.10 says, banish anxiety from your heart and cast off troubles from your body. A wise man said that when Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes, he made it very, very clear. You don't know what's going to happen. I'll leave you an illustration since we're in football season that you can learn if you watch football today. You see those multi-million dollar quarterbacks? I don't care what team you want to watch. They paid multiple millions of dollars to get mauled by big linemen. But I want you to watch them. You know what a smart quarterback does so he can make more millions? He hands the ball off to somebody else. <laughs> or he throws it. He don't even look. Sometimes it all I know is, whoa, leave me alone. They're pretty smart. That's the reason they make the big bucks, I guess. They know you better get rid of the football. You know what? Some of you are carrying a football like I'm holding this Bible. This is your worry. I mean, not the Bible, but you're carrying your worry like I'm holding this Bible. And you've got so much worry. Why don't you let go and hand it off to God? He can handle it. He can handle your worry. And you know what? He won't charge you. He won't charge you. It's free. 